In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, knowing one's own Van Helsink. And maybe with me, maybe not with me, I think she got cut off. Uh, and you're there. Hey, how you doing? I missed the whole intro. <laughs> Why, you didn't miss much. Uh, I know, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, hey, what's the story going over there in East Bridgewater? I was like, you made the, the 5 o'clock news. Oh, boy. Yeah. We we got a lot of stuff going on over here. Uh, uh, $50,000 for shoveling? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they we called me, I would have done it for half that. Right, right. We could have just given you, you know, a couple of shovels, yeah. a broom. I would have got my ghost uh, brigade, and we would have done it. There you go. There you go. It 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 goes a little deeper than the um, the bill for the snow. We get some uh, selectman issues and some other issues, and oh yeah. You got an issue? Grab a tissue. Yeah, really. <laughs> anyway, we, we have a, we have a great show tonight. So yeah. enough with East Bridgewater because nobody really cares. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Unless you lived at a, that rinky dink, whatever that place town is. We don't have any listeners from there, do we? From East Bridgewater? Not anymore, right? <laughs> no, no, not anymore. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, you are up. listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Anne Carrigan, the blonde bombshell, and, of course, yours truly, Mr. Van Helsink, on Toginet. Yes. Hey, we got a great show tonight. I know. I can't wait. Really? Yes. And, and how do you know? How do I know? Who we what? have on the show today. Because you tell me <laughs> who's going to be on the show. <laughs> but, is, I mean, re- yes. well, the reason I'm doing this is I'm patting myself on the back because usually I call you or let you know the last moment. Yes. You, and, and I have what out there now? You have a whole schedule out almost two months. We like to say schedule. Schedule. We have a schedule. We have a schedule. Schedule. Ron, you are right on the ball. You really are. I actually have, have April to. done, too. So I, Oh, my God. I have mm-hmm. to applaud. Yeah, well, I'm glad somebody did. But anyways, <laughs> uh, 
We are looking for more friends, I guess, on, uh, where, where are we now? <laughs> uh, on our Facebook, on our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation Facebook page. Come on, jump on, like us, and if you want to ask us any questions, if you're not a chat room kind of person, um, just, you know, like us on Facebook. You can ask us questions there. I'm, I monitor that all night, and uh, or leave us comments or links, whatever uh, floats your boat. Mm. That's how you do it. Okay, really? I guess I guess we're having a hard time getting a whole of our guests there for some reason. Oh my goodness! That can't be good. No, it can't. Mm. She just be, she just friended us today on our well, Facebook page. Uh, hey, too. you're on Facebook. Why don't you contact her on Facebook? So, well, she's got to be out there somewhere. Let's see. Let's see. Anyway, so. Mary, well, yeah, well, are you in the chat room? <laughs> no, she's not in the chat room. I can see that. So anyways, Anne, do you believe in angels while you, while you do that? Uh, I do believe in angels. Okay. Actually. And, and, and what do they look like? Uh, I don't know. I've never, se- I've never seen an angel except as uh, a statue, you know, statuary in a cemetery. I hope they have wings. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, Actually, they... You know, the, their their appearance has changed. And, and it's believed that angels can take any form they want to. That's true. Like, I guess, uh, you know, anybody or anything that comes to you in your time of need, you know, it would be an angel. Well, there's, there's lots of theories why there are angels and stuff and what what their purpose is. But uh, actually, there was this uh, gentleman during World War II, and he was uh, bivouacked in a uh, bombed-out farmhouse, kind of, and he was sleeping, and then, you know, it wasn't totally bombed out. It was hit a lot of holes in it and stuff. But uh, he get a knock on the door one uh, night just as he was going to bed, and... Uh, a guy came there, and he was a colonel, and he was from this division. I forget what the division was. He was. He also was a medical. He had the uh, Red Cross on it, and he ordered them out of that thing. He says, no, I, this is where I sleep. He says, no, I'm giving you a direct order. You have to leave. So he left that house, and next morning he came up, and, of course, the, during the night they shelled again, and right where he was sleeping, it was boom, a big mm. crater. Mm. Oh, my and God. So he told the other, the other guys in his, in his troop, and they said, uh, no, it doesn't make sense. That particular division is, you know, 200 miles west of here, and uh, there was no guy from that division or anything. But the, supposedly he believes that that person who came to the door was an angel, and the reason he was a colonel in that division uh, was that it, it was someone that, that he would recognize and, mm-hmm. you know, certainly get him out of there. Right. Well, then that makes total sense. Does that make sense? Yes, okay. yes, that's a cool story. Really? Nice. Well, I see our guest is on the line here, so Yay. all right, we'll bring her on, but what was that? What was what? Did you hear something? Just you. Oh, my God, I have echo. <laughs> I keep hearing my own voice. Anyways, Mary, Mary Lee is actually on the line now. Mary Lee, you don't have speakers up, do you? Do you? Um, I don't have speakers up. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. Hi, Mary Lee. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. Sorry about that connection. I got disconnected, and then I don't have call waiting. So I was just sitting here waiting for the um, sound to go on. Oh. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, that's too bad. All right. I'm but we're glad you're here. 
Anyways, so so um, Mary Lee, we were talking to Mary Lee, and I can't say your last name because I will absolutely butcher it. It's yes, Tretanero. Nice Tretanero, Ron. What Come on. It? You can do it. No, I can't. Yes, you can. <laughs> so, so, Mary Lee, we were talking a little bit about angels. Do you believe in angels? Yes, I absolutely believe in angels. And, uh, in fact, I was just working with angels before you called. So, oh. there you go. Wow. Well, I, you know, I, I've been in situations before where I felt really nervous. And uh, so what I do is I just try to fill the room with angels, mm-hmm. and then I feel calmer. How do, you, how do you do that? How do you fill a room well, with angels? Well, before, before we do all that, I, I, you mm-hmm. know, I do have a point to this useless oh. conversation. Okay. <laughs> do you remember Michael Landon? Yes. yes. Little okay, House he, on the Prairie. Exactly. Right. Because he's, he's dead. Mm-hmm. But according to this woman, um, she was in a car wreck, and this guy carried her from the burning wreckage of the car and uh, saved her for the flames. And as he carried her away, he, uh, uh, she thanked them over and over again, saying, you saved my life, saved my life. And finally, when he sat her down uh, and she took a good look at him, uh, it was Michael Landon. She says, why, you're Michael Landon, she blurted out. All he said was, it was God's will that you be saved. And then he just seemed to vanish. So as we were talking a little bit about angels being able to take different forms. So perhaps, I don't know why that reason, but maybe it was some particular uh, thing that meant to that woman that he took the form of Michael Landon. Yeah, that's what I would think is that um, maybe... Michael Landed represented to her, you know, a a very spiritual um, spiritual person. I know on his show he was always very special, you know, very mm-hmm. loving, caring person. So I would okay. think that that's what she connected with is, you know, kind of that essence of Michael Landon. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Makes mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> you know, this is absolutely going to kill me tonight because I can hear my voice over and over again. It comes back. Oh, and I, I get st- I get that a lot. Do you really? Yeah, I don't have it tonight. It must be your night. Mm. Is the equipment? <laughs> I don't know you what know, it is. You know what? I will confess that um, I do have difficulty sometimes. You know, Ron, when, remember the first time you and I talked on the phone? And uh-huh. I think we, we either got disconnected or, no, we couldn't talk to each other. Was, there was too much static. And there really wasn't any reason for that to be happening, but I do have that happen with certain individually, certain individuals occasionally. Hmm. You know, like electricity going. What, what out. are you saying? What are you saying, Mary Lee? <laughs> <laughs> I think the combination of our energies, Ron, might be you know maybe a little bit uh, combustible or something. <laughs> You know, can't I, I, each other out. I've I've had you know um, conversations with someone where like all of the electricity in the building went out, wow. and then I've had conversations where all the um, all the electricity in my town has gone out, and then also like a rolling blackout down the street at a place that I worked at when I was having an argument with the boss that I have. So I think I have a little bit of carry in me. Mm. <laughs> It reminds me of the old Dr. Hook song, Carry Me. Never mind. Please don't say. Yeah, I'm yeah, just thinking about that. <laughs> and anyways, 
haven't properly introduced Mary Lee. Yes. So, Anne? Mary Lee Tretanero, right? I said it right, right? Yes. Uh, Is an intuitive, and she uh, actually is um, in business professionally and helps people, um, you know, to empower them and help them reach their goals. And I know one of the things that... um, that, you know, Ron brought to my attention with you is that you do space clearing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what that is? Well, that's my deal. That's your deal? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, her web her website, I believe, is called bostonintuitive.com? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, what can they find there, Mary Lily? Well, I have um, a list of my different services. So I do, uh, primarily I do intuitive readings for individuals, and it's pretty much all walks of life, though I do a lot of business consulting. Uh, I also do energy healing, so I'm uh, a Reiki master, and I've also had a couple of years here with uh, the Energy Healing Institute, Um, and I, I do emotional freedom technique which is a way of eliminating stress, anxiety, um, fears, um, like a fear of public speaking or a fear of spiders or fear of water. You actually, it's kind of an acupuncture um, (laughs) technique so that you can completely eliminate it. And let's see, another thing I do is space clearing. Now we introduce the space clearing mm-hmm. thing. See how that all worked then? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's all right. I'll loop. polish you. You don't worry. I'm out of the loop, yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will polish you into a fine whatever. <laughs> Rock. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, you know, an interesting thing about uh, space clearing and... Uh, it's removal of negativity, I guess you would say, right? That, that's how I primarily look at it. I, I look at it as raising the vibration in that building or on the land. And, and the interesting thing is that some hauntings are mistaken as hauntings, but they really aren't. They're really just, uh, I would call negativity pollution. Ooh, mm-hmm. I just made a new word up. That's that's a pretty good uh, way of describing it, though, mm-hmm. um, because what I feel like I'm doing is I'm I'm going into a space where a lot of negativity has accumulated, and you know, there people have a lot of fears. You know, people get angry. They might have arguments. Um, so I've been actually called in on, in a couple of places after a divorce to come in and just clear out all of that negativity so that the person can have a fresh start. Oh. So what, what I always look at um, space clearing as doing is raising the vibration to, you know, like happier, uh, a happier level so that you're dealing with, like, laughter and joy and happiness and you're getting rid of all of the, you know, like ang- anxious kinds of energy. That's, that's, an, that's a fabulous idea. I mean, 
I, I was thinking of negative energy, you know, as like a, a paranormal kind of negativity, but I mean, it makes such total sense to me after something, you know, like a divorce, mm-hmm. you know, we have all that going on, just get rid of it. Yeah, you know, like if there's been a lot of fighting mm-hmm. um, or, you know, in in a, in a business, you know, maybe they're, they're under stress financially or... Um, one place I was called into, they had a very significant falling out with one of the partners, and so it affected it affected actually all the employees. It wasn't that it was a huge company, but they shared the same space, and there had been quite a few arguments before this employee's departure. So uh, they called me in, and I just went methodically around the whole office space, and um, I, u- I use a Tibetan bowl when I'm doing a space clearing. Excuse and me? I use a Tibetan bowl. Oh, I thought you oh. said bowl. Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of bowl if you're asking. That would get it out of there. <laughs> you know, she has that Boston accent. That's the problem, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I just walk around the space, and, I, you know, a, Tibet, a Tibetan bowl is not just one note. It's sacred sound, so it's more, it's like a blending of a couple of different notes. And every time I, I do a clearing, I always kind of take the Tibetan bowl and I put it up, you know, and I, when I'm ringing the bowl, it's a very sort of high piercing sound. And I put it up to the ear of, you know, whoever my client is, just so that they get the sense of how powerful this sound is. Mm-hmm. And the frequency is so high, it just really knocks anything else that's, you know, sitting there in the walls, you know, that's accumulated over time because negative energy just sits there until you replace it with something, you know, like that's a higher vibration. Oh, that's, I can see, and that, that sound does get right in your head, too, mm-hmm. from the bowl. Yeah, and when I've come back to... Uh, places that I've done sound, uh, well, I, I consider it sound clearing or sound healing um, with the space clearing. When I come back and I've done some refre- refreshers on places at my own initiative just because I wanted to retest it, mm-hmm. there seems to be some sort of a buoyancy, almost like a tuning fork, that as soon as I start, you know, like uh, working with the, bringing the bowl again, it's like the whole place lights up. So uh, I feel pretty, um, I feel like I've gotten enough good feedback and confirmation that um, I think it's a really healthy thing to do for yourself Mm. or for an environment. Right. I think that's fabulous. And I I haven't actually um, figured out the, the ghost part of it with the space clearing part of it because when I do... When I do paranormal things, it's kind of I, I do them separately from like my space clearing practice. <laughs> so I, I've I've been called into places for you know like paranormal activity, but I haven't really done the um, clearing for that. <laughs> now it's interesting because uh, someone from the chat room uh, actually asked, "Is this the same girl that was?" At the where is it last event? It wasn't actually the last event. It was um, Magnolia uh, Inn. Magnolia Inn on Halloween. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, Leslie's in the chat room. 
Yeah, that was lovely. I just love that event. I, I know you, you made me feel really good, too. You said uh, you sent a nice email afterwards. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting because you, you do work with energy and everything else, and, and to see it on a definite uh, light, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. I, I can put my, my hand on a wall and feel what the vibration is in the wall. Like uh, what, what I feel is like what – so if there's fear in the wall, that's what I pick up. If there's anger – you know, it's. I, I feel like, it's kind of like residual haunting, mm-hmm. in that you know I feel like it's just it. It's a very strong energy imprint, and it's stuck there. But I guess residual haunting is going to stay. But you know, residual energy that just keeps cycling and cycling. You know that that I can feel, and that's what I think I clear. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, Mary Lee, now, so you, you're very obviously, you're a psychic. Um, yes. How, mm-hmm. how did you arrive at the conclusion that you're, you were psychic? How did you know? Well, in my family, my mother used to know about, like, births and deaths and pregnancies. That was pretty common. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, you know, somebody actually told her, you know, my, when my grandmother was passing, they had both, my grandmother was in the hospital and, uh, they had come home for the night and my mother just, I think it was like nine or 10 o'clock. She said, you know what? I have to go back to the hospital because my mother's passing tonight. Oh. And, uh, she was exactly right. She got there and, and, uh, my uncle got there, you know, just in time. And, you know, she held my grandmother in her arms when she was passing. And so my mother always kind of knew those things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when, in, when I was growing up, it was really common for us to have, like, magazines around of astrology and, you know, the psychics of the day, like Ruth Montgomery and uh, Edgar Cayce books. And so for me, it was pretty normal when I was growing up. And I, I guess I didn't know that not everybody believed in it. You know, mm-hmm. I just thought it was normal. <laughs> so I, I don't have a conscious thought of when I realized I was psychic. I just because I enjoyed those books so much, I think I always kind of had that fantasy of, you know, like if you were wanted to be a fireman, you know, I think I, I hoped that I could be a psychic. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then over time, you know, I had some paranormal experiences when I was in college. And then when I, I had, this is my second career, so I was in hotel management first. And I started doing readings before I left hotels. Um, and when I did leave, there, there really wasn't anything else that interested me. So I just kept pursuing, you know, uh, getting readings, you know, training with as many people as I could. And, you know, at one point I just said, you know what, I think I am psychic and I think I'm going to make a career out of it. That's great. But the thing I would like to know is, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, know that you're psychic and everything, but did you find that when you actually started to have to charge people for it, that it it, it kind of like, were you secure with that? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know how I did that is I was not secure with it, and... 
so I, um, I actually had to go work for somebody in order to feel comfortable charging. So I, was, I read for family and friends for a long time. And then I started working um, at the Regina Russell Tea Room in Quincy. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started working there, I got over my, you know, uh, uh, not being able to charge. I think what I needed is I needed like a structure. You know, I needed sort of like an understanding of it. Right. So, yeah, as soon as I started working in an establishment, then it, you know, it became a lot easier. You know, what's interesting is is I can do uh, cards. Actually, I use, uh, what are they? Uh, if Maureen was here, she would tell me. Uh, um, if, oh, oh yeah. particularly fairy cards. The what? The fairy, fairy cards. Okay. And I can do readings over the air, and I'm fairly comfortable with it. But if I sit with you face-to-face, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think I've, I've had over time that sort of on-demand, you know, where if, if somebody, you know, asked me to, to do something on-demand, all of a mm-hmm. sudden I'd clutch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if it was uh, just you know, out of the blue, kind of random and casual, then that was easy. Right. I I was not self-conscious about it. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I think with self-consciousness and uh, confidence. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people are like that. I know if some, I mean, I'm, I'm a face painter part-time and. That's evil. (laughs) That's very evil. (laughs) Um, Dealing with all those little children. Um, but, I mean, I think if somebody said to me, I want you to paint this right now, mm-hmm. I'd be, bah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if I had a kid in my chair say, oh, do you think you could paint this? And, you know, there was no real pressure there. You know, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different. Well, for me, one place that has shown up is I had a, a very good friend of mine who uh, started asking me about sports. And I could always call a game if there was no pressure on me. You know, so if it was casual, I was just doing it as sort of my own way of, you know, validating that I could, you know, make predictions, then I was fine. But as soon as I started, you know, trying to impress anybody mm-hmm. and impress my friend, then it, I would be wrong. And <laughs> it was it, very humbling. But what happened... Um, there was another sort of like a psychic phenomenon that ha- happened with sports is that... Mary Lee, I'm going to actually have to break, stop you right now because okay. we have to take a break, believe it or not. All righty. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles, uh, Next Generation with Dan and Ron, and we'll be right back after the following messages on Tojinet Ghost Channel and beyond. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. Now this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. 
We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDoeswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Doeswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Druggynet.com. Next Generation, and our guest, Mary Lee Tretanero. Really? I'm, really? I swear. Mary Lee, you still with us? Yep, I'm here. <laughs> I think we have a question in, don't we? Yes, we do. We have a question from the chat room. Um, uh, Linda would like to know, do you find that sometimes you go into a place and you can feel the negativity? Uh, so go into, like, walk into a room and feel um, if there was a fight or... I, I'm really sensitive to, to energy. And just a, a real quick story, I was working one day and all of a sudden I had this feeling that came over, to me, over me that was like a spring rain feeling. It was just really nice and tingly. <laughs> and um, I had somebody walked in the door and they had just had a massage, Nice. And that's what I was feeling. So um, I, I'm very sensitive to the energy of places, and I'm pretty quick to leave if the energy is toxic. Do you find that you were, you would absorb it? Is that why you leave? You know, I, I don't think I have a tolerance for it. It's kind of almost like chemical sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll, I'll find some excuse you know, to, to leave, or, you know, I, yeah, I just sort of tend to, to not stay in a place very long if I'm uncomfortable there. But it usually, you know, has more to do with the space, you know, I think, than it has to do with, like, crowd. I mean, I am sensitive to crowds as well, but the space is important. And likewise, you know, if it's a, a very happy place, you know, like if I go into a church, and there's prayer energy. I'm very sensitive to that. I, I tend to like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's really funny, and I've mentioned it on the show before, but I, I find it uh, intriguing is that uh, uh, every so often I go to uh, a weekday mass, and uh, one day I went in, and there was a huge number of cars in the parking lot. And I said, oh, no, don't mean it's another funeral. Mm-hmm. But when I got in there, it was actually uh, the uh, they had the the Madonna from uh, Guadalupe or whatever it is. Uh, it's, a, it's a picture that they carry all around the world. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the church, 
it had the same feeling as in a haunted location in that it was uh, there was a lot of energy, I guess that's how you say it. I'm not saying it was negative energy like in some haunting locations, but not all haunted locations have negative energy. They also have positive energy as well mm-hmm. but, uh, or a different type of energy. But it was that same feeling that I felt uh, in, in church that I did uh, in many investigations that I did. So I, I found that intriguing. Well, I, I'm pretty kinesthetic, so even when I'm reading a person, you know, I, I'll feel bad or feel good or, you know, feel something is right or wrong, you know, but I usually feel can feel positive and uplifting, you know, just when I'm doing a one-on-one. So when I get into um, spaces, you know, it, to me it's the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Ah. Um, <laughs> lost my train of thought. Uh, Mary Lee, um, do you, I, I don't, um, I'm trying to think, <laughs> form a coherent thought here. When you do getting back to your readings, mm-hmm. what kind of tools do you use? I use tarot cards, mm-hmm. and I also can do uh, psychometry. I am, I, I work with spirit guides, and I also uh talk to those who've crossed over. And oh, you do? Yeah. Well, you know, but it's not my specialty. That's how I always talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, when I'm doing a reading, you know, it may be three-quarters of the way into the reading, and uh, somebody may, you know, the client may be asking for a particular, you know, individual, you know, a family member that crossed over. And I'm of the belief that you can tap in, you know, and you can uh, ask for the person that you want. I know there's, there's sort of two schools of thought about that, you know, that you just get who you get. Mm-hmm. But um, so, that, so I kind of work with it a little bit differently. But um, I've had mediumship training, gosh, since the very beginning. Um, so my training goes back like, you know, over 20 years and... Um, but I, I've never, I've never uh, thought of myself as, you know, a medium the way, you know, a lot of psychic mediums, you know, they primarily talk with the dead. So it's kind of like part of my tools, you know. It's, you know, at some point in the reading, if that's what the client wants, then I'll tune into it. Sometimes it's not only what the client wants. Sometimes what I'll notice is that the energy shifts and... And then I'll say that I know that I have, you know, a spirit here. And so then we kind of go down a different track. Okay. Wow. Then, uh, well, uh, it's just... (laughs) Your guys are speechless. (laughs) No, no, it's not speechless. It's just that um, I have so many questions that's tied to to the phrase of thing. Mm. Now, for instance, you went on that, that... that ghost hunt with yeah. with us. Mm-hmm. Now, when you did that, would you pick up more on spirit or spirit energy that was at the place, or would it be more uh, associated with the people that were there? Well, because of... Um, I, I felt that I picked up three separate spirits while I was there. And... I felt that they were connected to the place. And, in fact, 
when uh, whoever was leading, you, you had uh, subgroups. I did. And so whoever was leading the subgroup actually may have been familiar with what, you know, was going on in that room or a spirit that might be connected to that room. So I know in a couple of places, like the one there was, I think there was a young boy uh, that was there that um, I think he had something wrong with his leg. Right, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I'm able to to uh, tune into that. I also I was in another part of the house, and there was a little girl who was saying, get out of my room. So, yeah, I feel like the, the sensitivity I had was picking up what was going on in the house. So when when these when these spirits kind of present themselves, I mean, you you sense a change in the energy more than someone saying like, "Hey, I'm here." <laughs> I mean, you mean when I'm doing a reading or right? I mean, you know how what happens? There's a quality uh, of how the energy feels. And I can just tell that something's different. You know, mm-hmm. it, it might be hard to, to find earthly words, you know, to, how to describe it. Mm-hmm. But it's a very loving kind of tender energy that comes in. And mm-hmm. it just sort of envelopes you. And uh, when, when that change, it's like a real qualitative change. When that happens, then I know, you know, I've got a spirit. Mm. Now, do you ever have... You know, like a, a negative come energy. through, a negative energy? Um, you know what? For me, because it's, again, it's not my specialty, mm-hmm. the kinds of things that, that my, you might consider are not really all that negative. I might get somebody who's really stubborn, you know, or I might get someone who is, maybe in life they were considered kind of hard Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thick-skinned, um, didn't show their emotions, didn't tell their family they loved them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, you know that there are people there, you know, who are not very good at expressing their emotions. So I might get that type of a feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever. Well, I've been. I was in one house where there was a, a negative energy that was probably demonic, but I didn't. Um, it, it wasn't something that I could solve. But I think that was the only time I had like a like an evil kind of energy. Um, mm-hmm. We're actually okay. uh, I have someone that's trying to call in and they can't call in, so I'm trying to go around this, so it's not working. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, I'm sorry, Mary Lee. Uh, the you know I mean you. Can you the, the second question in which I was thinking about it shortly, and, and once again I distracted here, is mm-hmm. that can you do this stuff remotely as well? For instance, like over the phone and so forth. About seventy-five percent of the readings that I do, I do over the phone. Really? And yeah, and I I do them as far as way as like Japan and Kuwait and wow. London and you know, so I've done them all over the world, really. So and it's really, you know, it's it's the same as the person was sitting right next to me, except a couple of things. It's, you know, if it's an international call, you get that reverb, you know, so that's a little bit distracting. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like there's a little time delay. And then um, also, you know, when you do phone readings, you don't have any visual clues. So, you know, if I was, you know, reading for somebody and it registered on their face that they didn't quite understand what I was saying, mm-hmm. I might take a little bit more time to explain, you know, or right. I, might, I might tune back in and give them more information, you know, instead of just keeping, you know, just going on. So the only thing that I think is missing is, is just you don't have the visual clues, but I'm very auditory, so, you know, for me, it's the same experience, and, and I charge the same, you know, whether somebody comes in, per- in person or it's over the phone. Now, can you, you mentioned a few minutes ago psychometry. Can you explain for our listeners who don't know what that is? Sure. Um, if you carry an object around with you, um, you know, whether it's your keys, which is the best, I think, um, a- anything that's metal, uh, your keys, a cell phone, jewelry where you're the only owner, and, uh, and actually clothing will hold uh, your energy imprint also. Uh, if you give it to a psychic, we can actually read that article and it is kind of like a, a portal or a way of accessing, you know, your energy. And a lot of uh, when you're working with crime cases or missing person cases, uh, the, the psychic detective would ask for an object. And right. they can get a lot of imprints or a lot of information just holding it, you know, holding it in your hand or, you know, um, hugging it against your chest. And um, you can tell a story that way. Wow, it's really powerful. It's a, you know, it's a good way. It's it's a good sort of like window into that person. Mm-hmm. The the interesting thing is when we did that that event that Mary Lee went to. One of the the experiments that I did was uh, a bunch of items that were at the end, and we did psychometry with different people holding an object and then writing it down. Mm-hmm. And we've got we got some interesting results. I thought out of it. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's. I think psychometry is just wonderful. It's, um, uh, you know, it's, I guess it's kind of like a building holds energy. You know, so do objects hold en- energy. And uh, it, I think it's a little bit different than just a reading of a person. You know, like without having that. Um, yeah, I, it's, I, I think I get different types of information and maybe a little bit more detail by holding a, an object in my hand that, you know, that person has been carrying around. It can't only just be that person's object, you know, like if it's a piece of clothing, it's probably something they need to have worn a bit, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe a jacket or, right. you know, um, you know if, if it's jewelry, they can really be the only owner because otherwise you're going to be, you'll have a blending of energy, so it'll be distorted. Right. So why keys? Why keys? You know, I, I don't know, maybe because uh, often keys will go in a pocket, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's next to the body. And, you know, it's... Usually jewelry works pretty good. That's probably the best, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think... The metal objects are the more, you know, they they retain more information. Though, you know, I've seen sweaters and, you know, uh, sweaters and jackets hold quite a bit as well. Wow. 
All right. We, we actually do. Are you up to try an experiment? Uh, I think so. <laughs> okay. We have Leslie in the chat room who you met at the uh, at the uh, Gloucester place. Uh, okay. In Magnolia. Okay. Mm-hmm. And her son is trying out for the NFL. So, yay, Leslie. Yay. Yeah, congratulations. So, we want to see if you can tap into Leslie and from just through the thing and see if if is is he going to make it or not. I mean, it's just totally, you know, it's there's nothing no pressure on this thing. It's just a, an experiment. So, Okay. Can I get her son's name just so that I can focus? Okay, let me uh let me type that in. Actually, I should you do it in. You're faster than I am. Ask Leslie what her son's name is. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is Leslie in the in the chat room, the Parex, not the Parex, the uh, Tojinet chat room, and uh, we are going to try to see if we can uh, just get a reading just for the heck of it. So, okay. Chris. Well, Chris. Chris Baden, I believe it is. Okay. So the first thing I get is he's going to have a lot of competition. Okay. Um. So he needs to really be directing his energy towards competing. And I don't think he's doing that right now. Um, Now, I do not think he needs to elevate his training. I think the training's fine. Um, Maybe he has to be a little, you know, showy, you know, like so that he stands out, you know, from the rest of the athletes. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I get this is a very important decision for him. This is also something that would change his life. Now, I do think that whichever way he goes, you know, he'll have a good career, whether it's in football or not. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I um the NFL is something that requires him to be really fastidious. Okay. And then I get he's going to have a lot of time to think about this again. There's like two rounds. Mhm. So there'll be another round after this one. And for him to really think about why he wants it, I, I think there's a very good chance that he's going to be selected. Wow, that's pretty good. Now, hey. this, yeah. is, this, is, this is a good experiment because now Leslie, Leslie uh, she, she just wrote a book, by the way, which is called Medium Rare, and she is a medium herself. I so, remember Leslie. Yes. I yes. got her card. That's right. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So this is an interesting thing. Now, how did you pick up on that? Uh, Everything that I was hearing or saying? Yes, exactly. What I do, so I just took his name and I focused on his name. And then I'm auditory, so those things popped into my head. So what I tried to do is just kind of like keep my mind blank mm-hmm. and just let it fill. Hmm. So that, that's how I primarily work. And, and this experiment for me is uh, to- totally normal. Oh, cool. You know, so 
So um, if, if somebody has called you up and asked you a question like over the phone, you could do the, basically what we did here? Yes. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that well, Mary sense. Lee, I, I hate to say this, but we have to end it. Uh, we have someone who's trying to call in. They have the the la- the, uh, the news, the, the latest paranormal news, so we okay. have to get them. Somehow we lost one of the lines at the studio, so... <laughs> We want to thank you for coming on on the line. Once again, her website is uh, bostonintuitive.com, I believe. Yes, yes. And uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah. And, You're welcome. And also, anything else you would like to – do you have a web, uh, your uh, website? I already gave it. Anything else yeah. you would like to – Yeah, my phone number is uh, 617-242-4682. I make a a practice of trying to get back to everybody within 24 hours with at least, you know, like a acknowledgement of a reading request, and mm-hmm. then I try to book them, you know, like within a couple of weeks. So, you know, if I can get you in the same week, I will. And uh, but you can get me either. Uh, my email address is Mary Lee at BostonIntuitive dot com, and then again, my phone number is six one seven two four two four six eight two. Well, Mary Lee, thank you very much. Okay. Thank and, you. <laughs> yep. Good night. God bless. Thank okay. you. Goodbye. Bye. Yep. Bye. Well, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But now uh, I am trying to get a hold of uh, Gail Scott Key because uh, she has the latest news. And, uh, okay. Can you uh, whistle Dixie or something now while I take care of this? Sure, I'll whistle the land of Dixie for you, all 500 stanzas. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, seriously, what's happening with uh, East Bridgewater's most uh, haunted? Uh, anything new coming up? Any investigations? East Bridgewater's most haunted actually is trying to get back out on the road. I've got two or three places that we are looking at and trying to schedule dates for. We were supposed to have one this Saturday, and of course, it fell through at the last minute. Um, We have a little place in East Bridgewater called the Joppa Market, which is, um, it's all split up into stores now, but it's historic, very historic, the building um, itself, but... Mm -hmm. Um, we're also looking at a restaurant, uh, not in East Bridgewater, but, um, uh, in the Duxbury area. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at an old church in the Elmwood area. Excellent. Of Bridgewater. Yeah. So it's just a matter, you know, how it just, some, you just play phone tag and email tag and you're trying to line up dates and get everybody in the same spot at the same time and... <laughs> But yeah, we have a lot of good stuff that we are we're looking to do. We're looking forward to. And actually, uh, we have a big investigation ourselves coming up. Uh, it is at Rose Island Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it's the same night, day, whatever of your uh, St. Patrick's Day party. Yeah, there you go, Ronald. What? It's like my fault. Yes, it is your fault. It's your group. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, we're really excited about that because that's that's uh, it's going to be a, a cool investigation. It's mm-hmm. it's not only the lighthouse, but it's also a fort there, and uh, we'll be staying overnight. And that's on an island, of course. So we're no. totally psyched. Is this 
Is, is this down off of Providence? Uh, it's down near someplace. Rhode Island, because guess what? I think I'm going there Saturday night <laughs> with What's another that? group. I think Are I'm you? going there. Yeah. Get out. No, I'm serious. I just had a friend of mine who has a group and uh, called me up yesterday, and she's we were doing one thing earlier in the evening, and he said, well, we have this opportunity to go to Rose Island. Do you want to go? I didn't even realize it was the same place. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not kidding you. I'm not. Serious. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Serendipity. Yeah. So, see, I get to go anyways. <laughs> yeah, but you don't go get to go with Van Helsing, so oh, it's not geez. like even a real investigation. Oh, I well, we'll just have to do our best. <laughs> so, other than, uh, by the way, of Fort Revere, which we did together in um, mm-hmm. wherever, wherever it is. Hull. It's in Hull, Massachusetts. Is that the only investigation we've actually worked together with? Well, well, Houghton Mansion. Oh, right. That's true, that's, too. That's, you know... That was together, right? I guess. More or less. <laughs> I think you were up on the third floor and I was in the in the basement, but you know, we're all in the well, same building. Well you were there when we did the uh the glass room and I believe you taped that. In fact did yes. uh, did you ever review that? I did review it and I, I thought the glass moved by itself, but it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. Oh, I would have well, told you if it did. Well, I was waiting to hear back, and I never heard anything. I swear to God, I saw it move on that table by itself. And I don't know, maybe my camera just didn't pick it up. A lot of people did, too. That was the whole deal. That was really cool, because I, I had never done that before. Okay. The, the interesting thing, uh, someone actually suggested that you leave me a note. In fact, it was Bob in the chat room, that you leave me a note when you go to Rose Island. Okay. That's a great idea. And mm. you, you have to uh, psychically find it. <laughs> or you could email me. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, the note is. <laughs> and then the I rock, can pretend that I found it by dowsing. <laughs> 40 paces to the north. <laughs> <laughs> but, ooh. Keep on calling. <laughs> so no Gail. I guess Gail didn't make it. I, 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 I just found out we, we were short a line, and I did not realize that. Uh, I was wondering why we were in on the guest lines and not on the host lines. So I'm going to have to straighten this mess out. Not wrong. Not wrong. Oh, that's too bad. I love Gail. She's yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. She just kissed up to you. That's the problem. <laughs> we ganged up on you. Again. We ganged up on you. <laughs> So what else? What else are you doing besides? Oh, next time? Tuesday, of course, is um, we are doing a paranormal study group at the Circles of Wisdom Tuesday night, and uh, we will be investigating table tipping or table tapping. Table so, tennis. Uh, ta- no, not quite. <laughs> that was okay. good, though. I like hey, that. Hey, <laughs> just, I'm I, just so quick. <laughs> I may still it. It's the blonde in me, huh? Yeah right. <laughs> but awesome. uh, yeah, actually, uh, it, it's a. Uh, I, I really want to. I mean, I've had some experience with it. We we did some uh, table uh, 
tipping, I guess it would be, at the uh, Sprague Mansion in Providence, Rhode Island, uh, mm-hmm. or wherever it is, Cranston, Rhode Island, I guess it is. And I'm going to be bringing the video of that, which uh, we had an antique table rocking and rolling, which was kind of cool, except that it was an antique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe pick something not so old next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, one of the uh, persons who's going to be at the study group does this. Um, they have this girls' night out, and they all get together, and they go around the table, and they contact spirits. Awesome. So she's bringing her a table, and uh, we're going to talk about her group, and we're going to talk about, of course, the history of table tipping, table tapping, and uh, it's going to be kind of cool. And then, then we're going to try it and see if there's any validity to it. And there you go. Okay. I will report back next week and let you know. That's awesome. Mike thinks we should do a little drink tipping. I've been doing plenty of that. Ba-da-bum. <laughs> so, anyways, who do we have for our guest next week? Oh, come on. Hey, it's up there. Uh, Not my fault. Uh, I don't know. I have to get it out of my <laughs> computer. Come on. Oh, you, you tell failed me. me. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, we want to thank everyone for listening. We especially want to thank Mary Lee, uh, bostonintuitive.com. And if you're not doing anything, come to our Paranormal Study Group in Circles of Wisdom next Tuesday. And that's it. So it's time to wrap it up. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, and good night. And God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-legged beasties, and things that go bumping.